Welcome, horror fam, to HHN365, a Halloween Horror Nights podcast. My name is Duff, and as always, I'm here with my co-host, Just Jonathan. Not that, Hello. not that you're just Jonathan, but it's just you, Jonathan, and not Jess and Mike. Anyways, <laughs> uh, before we get into it, you can go check us out on social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube at HHN365, and also our TikTok at HHN365Pod. Uh, we do have an amazing Discord. You can go check the link in the description to get access to that server. Uh, find our merch at hhn365.com. And if you'd like to be on the show here with us, just leave a voicemail at 407-906-4134. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about a haunt again that we just went to. That happened. It, it was a real thing. Yeah. In December. Uh, and of course, <laughs> uh, we're talking about a, a local haunt here in Central Florida. We always talk about uh, Sir Henry's and their haunted Christmas. Um we were lucky enough to go out to their media night, uh, check out their two trails they have this year, uh, but we'll give you all the info on that in, in just a bit here. First, we do have a little bit of news we want to knock out. Um, nothing too crazy HHN-centric, uh, but one is a fun little, hmm, could it? Um, so let's start with it, because it's fun. And that's that there was a Screen Rant article uh, that was interviewing the creator of Terrifier, Damien Leone. And basically, he said, I would love to have a Horror Nights house. Yeah, uh, which is super exciting. Uh, he, he expressed, like, not only his want to have uh, the Terrifier franchise at Halloween Horror Nights, but also said that there have also been talks of, of it over the years. Uh, so in, in quotes, uh, so hopefully that becomes a reality. Like you said, uh, there's just so many cool environments. And now uh, they're adding all these cool characters besides Art the Clown. These other creepy characters that you can really just put in there. It could be a really cool experience uh, is what he says. And that would be a very uh, interesting house. I'm not too familiar with the franchise. I watched a little bit of the first movie, so I know the gist of it. But I didn't watch the second. And um, I am i don't think I got through the first movie completely. So I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about this uh you know, franchise. Obviously, this is just a hey. I'd, I'd like to have a house. You know, type yeah, thing. So, but I, before which, we get further into it, I will say, you know, we've had other articles from creators of other properties, and people have worked on other things, and people who work for production companies, and it's kind of leaned more towards like, hey, this thing could be happening. This is definitely more of like a, I would love it to happen. We've kind of talked about it, but nothing's imminent, or at least he didn't lead mm -hmm. lead that on whatsoever. So, just want to make that part clear. Uh, that this isn't like a, hey, guess what's coming? It's more of like, hey, I would love it to. So, um, but yeah, it, it's a property that's been talked about basically since the original came out. Um, I think a lot of people would love to see it, but most agree that it doesn't seem like something HHN would touch at the moment. Uh, as we know, and I know some people like to say that it's not completely the truth, but HHN has definitely stepped back on their gore a bit, right? Um mm -hmm. And I don't think it's for any reason of like, oh, we just want kids now or, or whatever some people are saying. Uh, but it is truth. They have um, the exact reasons of why. I don't know. Um, but it, it's it's just the case. We can see it in the houses. We can see it in the zones that there are still gory moments and houses that are a bit gorier. But we, it's not to some of the same level we had before. And if that's something they're actually consciously doing and making a decision to do taking on terrifier would be the exact opposite you cannot make a terrifier house without having being an extremely gory experience so i'm not going to say it won't happen i could see them pulling it out and doing like a hey this is our extreme house of the year look at us we're, we're going crazy again kind of thing um almost as like a i don't want to call it a gimmick but like using it to be like hey Scary, scary. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not fully convinced they would. But I wouldn't be shocked to see them kind of go back and give us a house that's extremely gory. And they'd have to maybe promote it as like, hey, maybe this house, 17 plus, you know? Um, I think it's an easy house to make, to be honest. Like the settings uh fairly simple you can make them immersive easily the character i mean it shouldn't be too hard to recreate art 
really at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you just hit the big gory scenes and boom, it's probably a winner. It's at least going to be fucking disgusting. Um, and that's enough for me a lot of times. So <laughs> um, I think it would work. I, I'm just not fully convinced it's something that Horror Nights would do right now. Now, some people, because this is obviously making the rounds around the HHN community, um, some people are uh, saying, what if this property is an Orlando property, but it's actually like a Hollywood exclusive property? Do you think no. Hollywood would be more? No. It, you don't no, think so? I don't, I don't see outside of like one house per year, and it's not even to terrify your level, um, Hollywood seems to stray away from gore completely for the most part too in my opinion um yeah there seems to be one i don't think i've seen a house they like i that was like to be honest like this year was probably monstros um just because mm-hmm. of all the the like underskin and blood and, and organs that you saw right um mm-hmm. and before that i'd say i don't know if i'd call it gory but la llorona is kind of on that level of like disgusting uh moments you know mm-hmm. but other than that no i mean it feels in a lot of cases, even less gore than Orlando. So I don't, I don't see why that would be the case. I did see someone say Vegas, and I don't know. <laughs> no, no, if they're not bringing no. it, if if if, if you know, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I don't think that's what they're gonna do. All right, here, you know, we have limited space, and what we're gonna do is this extremely gory property that'll be here for like a year, two, three. Who the fuck knows? Uh, no, I, I don't think so. Again, yeah. I. I it's not that I don't think it can. It's just that I don't think it will. It is more where I'm at. Probably not. No, like, you know, even the little bits I've seen of the, the first movie, it, it, I the reason I didn't watch the full movie, like, this is too much mm. for me. I'm not going to, I can't, you know, I'm not much of a gore person in general, and that movie oh, yeah, it's a, does not hold your hand. It's, it's a gore fest, <laughs> and it has shocking disgusting moments yeah so, very over the top crazy stuff and terrifier 2 leans into it even harder so <laughs> i mean um yeah I, again it's something i would like to see though all right uh should we move on to our next piece of oh this is sort of fun to talk about news yeah, no it is, <laughs> it's especially for me jonathan Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess I'll take it then, because my baby. Um, of course. This is at the, what, what are the awards called? The Game Awards? Is that, is that, is that the name? Uh, the, yeah, yeah so, so, like Game Awards show. Yeah. Like the, the so, so it's like one, an award show for video called. games, right? Um, mm-hmm. And they released a trailer for an upcoming video game that is sort of HHN adjacent, in a way. It, it has been at the event before. Uh, and that is a horror survival jurassic park game called jurassic park survival um it's just a single player action adventure game very traditional like horror survival from what we've seen from the one trailer uh it's set a Mm -hmm. day after the original film Uh, basically you'll be playing as one of the ingen scientists who have been left behind and stranded um it looks fucking great and like I know the graphics probably aren't actual gameplay; they look more kind of like cutscene quality, if you will. Uh, but it looked beautiful. It looks terrifying, and I cannot wait to play this. Um, and I guess kind of where we're going with this being on here is like, here is a finally we've been waiting so long, finally a horror portrayal of the Jurassic Park franchise, like a real one. Um, could that lead us to a different horror portrayal? You know, the kind we talk about every week here on this podcast in a Horror Nights house? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question, right? Because even watching that trailer, there were like th- there was I mean, the cutscene stuff was obviously like, oh, this is very much like a leaning into the original film. You know, it had the the raptors in the kitchen, you know, type scene and whatever. But then once it even got to the the, the glimpses of gameplay there were shots that were that, that you just see like a long corridor and at the end of the corridor, you see like shadows of like raptors, like moving, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, like, you know, stalking them. Like, Oh my God, that can work perfectly in an HHN house. Like this just looks like an HHN house waiting to happen. You know, like the idea of, I even think you had like sort of a similar idea, like about like just 
setting it, you know, in the timeline of the original film, having you be trapped on this mm-hmm. island uh, with all these dinosaurs still like roaming loose, trying to get out. Like that is a perfect plot for an HHN house right there. Like it's so simple to understand. So and it gives you the opportunity to just witness all these types of dinosaurs and have a atmosphere of you're not supposed to be here. You need to get out of here um, before these dinosaurs uh, eat you because they are all very hungry. <laughs> there is no one really feeding them anymore. Yeah. Um, in, a, in a perfect world for me, for an HHN house, I'd rather see it maybe like a year later because I'd love to see like the mm-hmm. overgrown look, you know? Um, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, this is whether I'm talking about HHN or a potential TV series or whatever, this is kind of the period I want to see that we haven't seen from Jurassic Park outside of like small media tidbits that were all just text, you know, like never seen actual video of it or anything that we've got to experience. Um, so seeing that period after, uh, you know, the, the dreaded day on Isla Nublar <laughs> uh, until the Lost World, any anywhere in that period. I would love to see, and it would be perfect for an HHN house. And I'm sure this game is going to be great. Does it mean anything? Probably not, you know. But if it does really well, and they really see that the horror side of Jurassic Park can be successful, you know, maybe naturally it brings their minds to, you know, this horror event that they own. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, we've seen, uh, not giving any spoilers for it, but we've seen horror elements used in their uh, escape room, the Jurassic mm-hmm. World escape room that they have. Yep. Um, so they, it seems like they're itching, you know, like to use this property uh, in the theme parks uh, in a more, you know, like, I don't know, like scary way uh, than it is like currently, uh, which even the ride has like a, some horror elements. But I, I don't know. I feel like, Maybe they are, you know, now that the Jurassic World series is over, maybe they're like, you know what? We can dip into the well of the originals again and and start, uh, you know, start doing stuff with them. And I don't know. I I, li- I really like to see a house mm-hmm. based on it. It would be uh, really, really cool. I think they have the tech to do it now. In a real one. Not the stupid human hybrid shit. <laughs> yes. No, thank you. Like a real just representation of Jurassic Park, please. Thank you. The game just becomes a first-person shooter of you with the human hybrid dinosaurs <laughs> holding, like, machine guns. Uh, so, Jonathan, I believe this – its impact on me, I'm sure, what is what makes you think about it. But I think you have a question that came out of this. Oh, of Jurassic Park. Yes. Um, so, I was actually uh, – this question is particularly for you because of your, you know, love for this property. Uh, obvious, very – you know, you're very tied to it. Would this be, if this idea, right, this concept was just announced tomorrow, like, this is it, this is the house, you're stranded on the island, you know, and stuff like that, would would this be your dream HHN house? Would this be your property that you're like, this is, this is, like, my top IP, I, you know, like, house concept, like, ever that they are, they have announced or something like that? One trillion percent. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's not even close. I mean, it's like my favorite. I mean, it is my favorite franchise, even though all of it's not very good. Um, I, I I will immerse myself in all of its media. It was my favorite movie since I've literally been a toddler. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> it, yeah. And, and I think as someone who's obviously into horror, um, knowing the horror aspects that that exist in this franchise and that have been so sorely untapped having the opportunity to get to live that horror experience in this franchise. Oh, I, I mean, nothing could be better. Nothing could be better unless they fuck it up. Like they did previously. Um, I know there are people <laughs> who enjoyed it, but um, it, it's not what I would want to see uh, out of an HHN house in Jurassic park. But if you just do Jurassic park, I outside of literally not trying at all, I don't know how you fail. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. The only things they would just have to get down pat, like, I think the things that could make or break it are the dinosaurs, yeah, you know, course. like, you have to actually pull them off. But I think, I think, honestly, they could do so much subtle stuff that they've been proven to do before with shadows and 
drop down windows and, and, you know, and, you know, and lights and stuff like that, that like when that you don't have to make the whole thing like completely filled with dinosaurs, no, if that's going to cost and you a much. lot of the like yeah. victims being dragged off, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, kind of build up that suspense that way. Like don't just immediately um, show, you know, the velociraptors or the T-Rex, you know, give little glimpses of other dinosaurs and then kind of, bait you in and 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 build that fear up by showing the victims like not just dead victims but them being attacked and from the shadows oh god i'd imagine it was like people from like the conga line too like uh and i mean like oh oh, jeez oh that'd be so good but i mean just think about like i think one of the best things about jurassic park is the sound design and how it builds suspense Mm -hmm. in the film and what the dinosaurs sound like and how scary that can be. All you need is those sounds for half the fucking house and it's going to do the job. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Uh, those, I mean, the, the raptor sounds like, mm-hmm. ugh, like they get into your head. Yeah. 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 That'd be absolutely perfect. Oh God. I can um, imagine if they had like the, the dinosaurs that like spit water, they actually have like water effects. Oh, so, they like, have the, to, right? The, yeah, they have to. That'd be part of yeah. <laughs> and that would, shit would scare the hell out of me. Chucky was doing that in Hollywood and he got me a couple times. <laughs> now just imagine it was a dinosaur. Yeah, like it's an actual scary it. creature. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, that it'd be terrifying. I, I would absolutely love this. Uh you know, obviously this is us just wish listing, but uh it's a very fun concept that um I'm happy uh is being implemented in uh in media even if it is an hhn yeah. I'm, I'm sure if you're gonna try to grab mm-hmm. this game eventually. at the end of the day i'm just happy i'm at least getting the game and i'll worry about everything else later so yeah um so should we move on to uh a segment we haven't we haven't done in a in a bit are, it's been a are while you talking about murdy uh, tweets murdy tweets <laughs> i am i am um and full disclosure there are a lot of tweets like I said, a lot of Murdy tweets right now. Um, so I decided to keep it generally focused and simplified. Um, and we're going to be focusing on uh, the Murdy house Q&As uh, for Monstrous and uh, Monsters, Universal Monsters Unmasked, Hollywood's versions mm-hmm. of those. Uh, and the reason he picked these houses was because the community picked these houses. Uh, he had polls on Twitter saying, what was your favorite uh, house? And there was a couple brackets uh and monstrous won one universal monsters won the other and then at the end uh yeah yeah that's a good question um uh but you'll be happy to know that at the end monstrous won the overall thing Uh, thank god but and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. go ahead you don't understand i was going on all my accounts i'm like chucky 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 i just wanted to see the q a's like his to be fair, but it's like, nope. he probably already told us everything about it. That man could not yeah, stop talking about it. He didn't shut no, up about it, did he? We probably he? already know everything. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So I'm happy we got these two. Um, and we'll start with Monstrous, since I think Universal Monsters Unmasked has the more, I guess, like, sort of, you know, behind-the-scenes tidbits that are, like, fascinating. So we'll start with Monstrous first uh, to create a sort of build-up. Um, and we can just, uh, do this one after the other. Uh, do you want to start off though? Is, is it because you don't want to try to say something in, in this one? Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'd be like, Duff, you should take this one. You know, it's just, <laughs> yeah, I'll start. <laughs> um, so I did, I think we got this one in, uh, the panel at Midsummer Screen. I think, I think, I think we he did. said this, uh, but he reiterated, uh, that the setting for the house was inspired by a real cemetery in Guadalajara uh, in Mexico. Um, it's no longer used for burials. It's the site of a lot of paranormal investigations, however, and it is considered to be haunted. Uh, and it did create quite the setting, I thought. It did. I think that facade and the, you know, obviously location the whole uh, house was set in was beautiful. Ab- absolutely stunning. Uh, the way it actually created a nice setting for all these monsters to be in and created an overall theme of, of death and everything like that. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it was very beautiful. I, I love the setting for this house. Oh, yeah. I thought I, it was easily for me, the best facade in Hollywood. It wasn't even close. 
in my opinion. Uh, I I think I got I got to think about that. I, I got to think about that. But it's very high up there for me. Um, uh, but we'll continue our next uh, little fact here. Um, let's hope I say this right. Um, the song, the character Muerte, which is the narrator for the mm-hmm. house, uh, the person, the the creature you see at the beginning of the facade and the end, um, is singing at the facade. Is La Bruja? That I get. Yeah, no, that you I said them both right. right. Hey, yeah, there, there we go. go. Um, which means the witch. So that's the song that the character is singing, and the character itself uh, was inspired by the the character Death. In the film, The Seventh Seal. Ah, uh, yes, uh, Oliver. In the film, that was a joke, Jonathan. I was, uh, no, you cut out. Oh, could, okay. You, you. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was a very funny joke. I, I loved Thank it you. a yeah, lot. Thanks. Even if I... Uh, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, and you want to take the next one? Uh, so the paintings in the house were all done by Lucas Colshaw, who does all the artwork for HHN and creates all the character illustrations, which inform their mask, makeup, and costume design. Uh, so shout out Lucas, because this house did look great, like every aspect of it. Absolutely. I mean, the, all, even, you know, all the, like you said, all the paintings, like really set up the suspense of like, like, at least for me, like oh shit, you know, like, what's what's this character gonna do, you know, how is this character gonna scare me? Because I feel like a, a lot of people going into this didn't know who any of these monsters were, you know, I, you know, I didn't, I, I like, I know a lot of people, you know, just general people like, didn't know, because these aren't like the, like, La Llorona, they're a little more uh, obscure uh, to the general public, I think, mm-hmm. um, so having these little paintings to sort of set you up and get you you know, interested into in these characters and get you a little afraid of them, I think was really essential uh, in making this house work, uh, at least scare-wise. Definitely. Agreed. Uh, and the next one, uh, the La Lechuza animatronic, uh, which, we've, uh, I mean, you've seen our POV we posted on TikTok and Instagram and or any video, uh, is humongous, a very, very big animatronic. Um, was the first large-scale animatronic created for Hollywood's HHN and I, ever, I'm which is kind of crazy. So happy they did it because it paid off. It really did. Uh, it was it, not only was it big and moving, but it had like a lot of movements in addition to just you know raw. Like it, you know, it had was eating like a leg, and you saw it like eat the leg mm-hmm. and put it down and scream, and its wings flapped. It wasn't just a like a little basic you know animatronic that's big it did a lot of movements which is kind of crazy i did see it not work once but other than that it was great phenomenal (laughs) if you catch it when it wasn't moving it was a little awkward i I will say i know at least from some videos i've seen opening day i don't think it worked a lot opening day which so hey we lucked out i guess we we did. We we really did. Uh, I feel so bad because I'm watching videos of it. Now. I'm like, it's not moving. No, because um, you know, lots of people filmed opening. Mm. Uh, but uh, but yeah, we did luck out. Uh, it was it was very beautiful and uh, very scary. And then, do you want to take the yeah, next of one? Of course. Murdy also says originally the victim in the scene in the pulcaria was supposed to be a live performer, but we realized that it would be really uncomfortable for him to have his spine ripped out every <laughs> ten seconds or so. That's yeah, that's that's fair. Yep, good good call there. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad Murdy realized that before it was too late. <laughs> uh. Yeah, nothing else to add to that one. Go but, ahead, Jonathan. Uh, I I, th- I think he, someone did respond to him though, saying like, "Hey, in our like uh, something related to that is like, hey, in our monsters unmasked, like our uh, in Orlando's monsters unmasked, our spine like." you know, kind of broke and, you know, they had to like replace it. Murdy said something like, oh yeah, that's how we have like a ton of them and this, mm-hmm. this and that. Uh, so that's like, you know, f- you know, a, a uh, actual answer. This is just a funny thing. Uh, Very Murdy. You know, classic, Very Murdy. classic Murdy joke. Um, And this one's interesting is uh, El Cibon, uh, which was the last monster you saw uh, in the house. You know, the uh, ones that got whose its sack own... you walk into. <laughs> You do walk into the to the sack, the very big and large sack. 
um, was the first monster Murdy thought of when creating this house and was his favorite monster. In addition, he says that he was also the most complicated uh, due to his height. Uh, he even further elaborated, elaborated, saying that, you know, there were some scenes like in the in the area where like all the meat was like strung and that there was uh, the Elsa bone that was there. You can't have every Elsa bone be on uh, stilts. So they were like on an elevated platform in that scene uh, to reach out at you like through like a window to make it seem like they were tall, even though, you know, they weren't on stilts and they were just like on a little platform there that you couldn't see. Um, so, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Right. I mean, it's not my favorite monster, but uh, it was fun and he, he was big. He was. I, I think I will say in terms of this house, I think Elsa Bone had my favorite scenes. I, I could agree I think, with that. Uh, yeah, I could agree with that. He just wasn't my favorite monster. The monster itself. You know what I mean? Which one's your favorite? I think I'm going to have to go La Lechusa. I think it, it's just buying it. Like everything about Lechusa is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, that like we just said, that animatronic, uh, just showing the La Lechusa and their full, like, form mm. uh, is absolutely scary. And it's the one we talked about the most in spec season. Uh, and then speaking of La Lechusa, the last thing is that. The biggest challenge faced when creating the maze was figuring out to choose a figure in in the first place. Uh, so, again, not surprising that massive. I get it. Yeah, uh, especially in that location, unlike where to fit it, I could see how you know it's already a tight location that is is is, and I'm sure it's one of the most unique locations to actually work around and build a house out of, even though. It's funny, the last two years, it's had, like, a fantastic house in that... Actually, last three, because Bride was in there, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. and what was before Bride in there? I don't remember. Was that the Wolfman one? I'm not sure, actually. Or am I thinking of a different location? Okay, but it, either way, it had, it's had three solid houses uh, so far. So even with this weird location, they've managed to make it work. And they even fit a giant animatronic in there, which and is a, super fun. And a sack. And a sack. You cannot forget <laughs> the sack. Uh, it's, it's it's very important. Well, let's move on to Universal <laughs> Monsters Unmasked, and uh, I guess you can kick us off on this one. Yeah. Uh, so, this one's kind of funny. Um, so, you know, their Universal Monsters Unmasked has a newspaper as their facade. Um, and it's called, the newspaper is called uh, La Burla de Paris. It's not entirely French. Uh, Burla is the Irish word for English. So you have some of Murdy's Irish roots ending up on the on the facade for uh, Universal Monsters Unmasked. And, and sort of a similar joke to what we had in Orlando where we had the flyer that basically said, this sign is in French and it makes no sense at all or something like that. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was pretty funny. And, you know, yeah, I, I like I, those little, little jokes because basically no one... It percentage wise is going to understand it's going to be a very small number for those who see it <laughs> going to get a good laugh yeah i mean this is this was literally that's like the the biggest thing you could see on this newspaper is the title of the you know the, the, what the newspaper is called and i don't I haven't seen a single person point out that that word was irish no. and not french no. so it just goes to show you know that those you can really get away with a lot of fun stuff uh you know, like Orlando did, uh, because no one's gonna translate. Um, it, like they're not. You know, oh, like no. especially. If, <laughs> I mean, Irish is even way less spoken than French, obviously. So uh, that would mm -hmm. make sense. Although I'm surprised no one went. I don't think that's a French word, unless it is. Maybe it means something. I don't know. Anyways, oh, who knows? Uh, <laughs> he also mentions that the hunchback torture scene is inspired by the film and the novel. Uh, stating that Esmeralda was hanging in the scene because she dies in the novel, but they took it a step further and killed her dancing goat, too. Those assholes. Why? Why you gotta do that? It's fucking rude. I don't know. It is. I, I, to be honest, I didn't even see the goat in there, nah, but... Uh... 
I, I noticed her hanging. She was pretty obvious. Yeah, Not it, was a, it was a any, big plot point else. for, uh, uh, why did I just uh, uh, lose Hunchback? There we go. <laughs> big plot point uh, in, in his, in that house. Uh, <laughs> so they made that clear. Did not, did not catch the goat. Did not, unfortunately. Um, but uh, the next thing is someone asked, like, what Murdy's favorite, like, hidden detail in the in the house was. And he basically said that all the skeletons in the Cabaret of Death are drinking absinthe. So mm, I guess that was his. I guess uh, they like a nice licorice taste. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good to know. To be honest, I thought they were drinking like a potion because it was like that's so it, green. It, I thought it, it was like, like a, right? a like a. It definitely looked like Yeah, I potion. thought it was like a Hyde potion that Hyde was like giving his his like potion to people mm. or something like that. Or he made like poison in his it was like you know, in his lab. Just, like too but, uh, like neony <laughs> and glowy to be like a real yeah. drink, you know. So yeah, it did didn't catch that either. Um but mm -hmm. thanks for clarifying later on. Um also the invisible man there we go. got such a small scene because Murdy intended this to be a house about the silent monsters so it was more of a cameo i mean yeah it was basically That's just him basically cameo. saying i didn't really want to do yeah <laughs> yeah it's like i didn't really want to do the invisible man they kind of made me do it so i'm gonna give him no scenes i will give him one scene less <laughs> it's, it's, it's translation there good job murdy I, you know what? I'll say I liked his one scene a lot. I think they did it. I, I know it's exactly what they did in the original Universal Monsters house they had in 2018, mm -hmm. but I mean, it works. It's a it's a f effect that people liked then, and I oh, liked it now. Yeah, so yeah, I thought it was good. He was funny. He was taking people's hats. He was trying to take Mike's hat. He, like he every did. time we went through He was through an it. Orlando City fan. He was. We went through like four times, and every time he's like, give me that hat. <laughs> <laughs> like stop this uh but um all right now this is the um this is a crazy behind the scenes detail right here about this house um someone said said a comment to uh to john murdy on twitter it was basically like hey thought your black walls were an interesting idea you know i i get it because of you know reason 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 um and murdy's like thanks but they weren't actually intentional. Um, and he said in quotes, uh, scenic came in too high. So we had to cut the scenic in uh, those two scenes uh, regarding uh, regarding the Jekyll and Hyde black wall scenes and the ending, uh, the finale scenes. And he said Hyde was one uh, was Hyde, the Hyde one was the continuation of the catacombs, uh, what it was supposed to be. And the finale was all mirrors, uh, including the ceiling, uh, inspired by the mirror trap room in the Phantom of the Opera novel. Um, so, that's interesting, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I would hope he didn't purposely design it that way, so there's at least that, because that was, I think all four of us for our first run, we were like, um, no. <laughs> Where where were the where were, where was the scenes at all? Um, so I mean, you have to make creative budgeting decisions, right? Um, did, didn't love that's what had to happen though. Yeah, it's 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 sad, especially like the hide room was not great, but like I can give it a sort of a pass because like the dialogue at least is like hide and seek, so it's like oh you got to find them and it's hard to see in the dark and. You know, you can get away with that, but the finale, you can't. I don't know, even though Hollywood usually does black wall finales, um, the finale, I feel like this one was, like, very... I, I think the mirror trap room, having it all be mirrors, so you're faced with, like, all these monsters and the stilt walker and everything like that. Like, that would have made that room... That was already absolutely incredibly intense. The most intense, like, area I think I've I had that entire year uh in all the haunted houses like it they completely wrecked me i think if there were mirrors everywhere i would have just completely oh, lost you it you wouldn't have made it, it out of the house john you'd still be there you'd be I, stuck in there somewhere that's why they didn't put the mirrors there because i knew i would they wouldn't i wouldn't make it out 
like we have to we have to give Jonathan a bone here. We can't do that to him. Um, but that that would have been a really 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 cool way to end the house. I mm-hmm. think. Uh, and then the last bit of uh murdy news, murdy news. Uh, Red Death Phantom was supposed to not be wearing the skull mask, but something got lost in translation with the team. Now I know I'm not like the all-knowing phantom of the opera guy by any stretch but why would he not be wearing it i don't know and i couldn't answer that i'm sure isn't uh... that like does isn't that what red death phantom is doesn't he wear the the skull mask like i don't is is there i know there's a scene where he doesn't okay i know there's a scene where he does and a scene where he doesn't so like maybe just Murdy wanted the scene where he does it. I'm sure Jess and Mike like would have better yeah. answers right, this would, for this. You know what? We're gonna save this one for next week. And by save, I mean we're just we gonna won't. talk about it again because I want to hear from the two who actually know uh, the Phantom of the Opera much better than us. So that's how we start off the episode. We got a question for you guys. <laughs> we got a voicemail. <laughs> we just played this clip. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Um, um, but I think that's it for our uh, murder section then. Yeah. So, uh, as we said before, we're going to get to actually experiencing Haunt again, which felt so good. I was so happy. It just it just it feels very right, nice moment. doesn't it? It does. You know, as, as much as I don't personally love the holiday season, having Haunts in there, uh, it seems like it's always a perfect mixture. It always is. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Sir Henry's Haunted Christmas. And thank you again for inviting us out to your media night and getting to experience everything that you have uh, at your event that we, we'd love to visit every season you have. Do more seasons. That's fine. We're cool with that. Uh, so just a few things to break down Sir Henry's before we talk about what we actually experienced. Uh, for Haunted Christmas, they're going to have two trails, an escape room, merch, food, walk-around characters, um the trails are going to be creatures of christmas and sleigh bells chapter two and there's already been one weekend passed so there is still a second weekend to go if you would like to go it's going to be december 15th 16th and 17th uh, from this point forward uh, if you would like to purchase tickets you have to do this advance online that's at sir henry's haunted trail.com so don't show up if you have not bought your tickets uh make sure you buy those online in advance um yes and with that being said let's talk about what we experienced uh let, yes let's... before we get to oh, that go ahead i forgot to, i forgot to write on the outline because <laughs> i have a you know weird brain <laughs> um i also has laser tag and axe uh, throwing yes. um so those yes. are things there as well <laughs> uh so let's start with the trails because that's what you know that's the most important part of a haunt right uh um, yeah i mean absolutely and let's I'm going to start it backwards the way we have it listed, and I'm going to start with Sleigh Bells Chapter 2, because this is basically a sequel to something we saw from the last Haunted Christmas event, um, but but quite a bit different this time. Um, so this is going to be, if you've been to Sir, Han, uh, Sir Henry's before, it's going to be the trail to the far left, if you're facing the back of uh, the event, um, which, if you know, is beautiful set they've built beautiful sets in there uh so i always oh, love yeah. any opportunity to walk through this um let's just read the description before we talk about it too uh following the success of the rebellion psyche and the elves began running the north pole their way the naughty and nice list was thrown out the window and they declared every child naughty but the naughty children won't be getting cold this year instead a whole line of new demented demented toys are being produced <laughs> toys straight out of children's nightmares with the reindeers on their side to deliver these hellish toys, who can stop them? Is Christmas ruined forever? I think it is. Maybe. Yeah, from what I saw, it's <laughs> ruined forever. Um, so what do you think about Sleigh Bells Chapter 2, Jonathan? Without spoiling it fully, because we've still got a whole other weekend of event. Oh yeah, without giving, you know, like, detailed, detailed things, or things they haven't, like, announced, or, like, you know, showed pictures of before. Um, I thought this was a brilliant trail. I think it was absolutely brilliant. Um, I got to attend last year's uh, Sir Henry's uh, Haunted Christmas, and they had the first iteration of Sleigh Bells, and I was adamant saying I really loved that one, thought the comedy was fantastic, had good scares, great improvisation, and everything I said about that 
trail carries over to this one because uh, I think it has the same highs, right? It, it The comedy was fantastic. I think the improvisation with the elves and the other creatures you encounter uh, were really well done and really fun. There were moments where, um, you know, years and years past, there would be like a uh, area with like a lot of trees that you'd sort of walk through and it sort of be a little, uh, you know, like there wasn't much in there that decide like a scare or two. This year in this this trail, there was someone walking with you through that entire part, talking with you the entire time, mm. which was absolutely fantastic. So the personalization and improvisation were top notch. The comedy was great. The sets, I uh, didn't get to see the Halloween, this current Halloween version of these sets, um, but now finally getting to see them uh, in this Christmas environment. Oh my God, they blew me away. They're even better than the they were before. And I thought the way yeah. they were before was really good too. Um, like it, it's a fantastic trail, um, that I absolutely recommend you go out of your way and see, cause I, I thought it was a, a lot of fun. Yeah. I think, um, for me, this is one of my favorite, uh, trails by Sir Henry's period. I think it just nails the comedy aspect so well, uh, while still kind of setting up scares, um, mm-hmm. for the fact of it being Christmas, I think these sets, lend to it perfectly um just the way they could decorate and get those christmas lights going you know um like you were saying how you kind of have um the characters kind of being able to follow you uh, throughout certain areas they really kind of got to mm-hmm. pitch that the elves have taken over um in a funny and kind of terrifying way at the same time um yeah, yeah i think it, you 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 should go see this if you enjoy haunts, this trail alone is worth going to check out, uh, and you will get your fix uh, for a haunt in December, one million percent. Absolutely, this is you know this is a you know like a perfect holiday haunt. Uh, this it, it embodies the spirit of the holidays and the zaniness and and you know you know goriness and and ha- you know and haunts. I, I think it was a uh, it was a very fun mm-hmm. time. Now, the other trail, Creatures of Christmas, will be to the far right of the event, uh, where it's that water-themed trail, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, So their description is, Far beyond the outskirts of civilization sat an isolated winter village. Legend has it that this is where creatures and monsters from ghost stories lived. Krampus, Abominable Snowman, Jack Frost, and more are said to call this place home. A team of explorers recently went looking for these beings in hopes to disprove this strange rumor. But all that was found of them was their gear ripped up and covered in blood. Do you have the guts to find out for yourself what lives in this snow-capped village? We, d- we did. We did we have did? the guts. That happened. <laughs> and we are still here. So we are not ripped up and covered in blood. Our gear is not, to my knowledge. Unless we're, um, unless we're ghosts. We could be ghosts. We could. Mm. Who knows how ghosts work? Anyways... <laughs> um so this was interesting because if you know this trail uh we actually went through it backwards so Mm -hmm. interesting quirk to it there um i really enjoyed how it started off because it brings you through the best scene of this trail first um and i mean if you go back to like dead man's pier and how fun just that whole like kind of like frozen winter village is uh it gives you that fully uh right uh, mm-hmm. I will say it is not as in depth with its storytelling, um, but there are a lot more opportunities for scares than there were in Sleigh Bells. I think uh, I heard a lot of screaming in this one, and Jess got mm-hmm. got a few big jumps out of it for sure. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> this was out of the two. I'd say like I described Sleigh Bells as the as the comedy house. You know, uh, it was you know had scares, but it definitely was a comedic route and comedic theme. Um, this one was very much, uh, while there is going to be some campy elements because it's, you know, it's involving Christmas creatures, you know, you're going to see Christmas creature creature like, Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, it is v- very more, you know, in your face, scary type environment. Um, and, and it had those, it had those jump scares throughout the entire trail. And I will say, um, while it has less storytelling than sleigh bells it makes sense because at the end of the day you're just kind of experiencing these different creatures face to face so yeah th- there's less of a need for a story and it doesn't need a yeah. uh um 
but yeah, definitely. Um, while I prefer sleigh bells, this is still well worth heading out there and checking out. Absolutely. Some of the costumes are really cool too. Um, and there's even some, I don't even want to say the word cause it might be a little spoiled, but there are some surprises along the way that, uh, you don't traditional, you know, you don't usually see at uh, local haunts. Uh, some things with some more uh, money added to them, mm-hmm. if without saying the word, but because it would give a spoiler. <laughs> um, so uh, that's that's gonna be exciting uh, for you guys to check out. Uh, both of these trails are really really fun and a great way to spend uh, spend an after, you know spend the night you know during the holiday season. And the trails aren't where the scares end either, because you do have the walk around characters. Uh, with with some set pieces throughout kind of the the middle of the event right um of course returning mm-hmm. is jimmy the gingerbread man uh and uh he's basically a mobster like full-on mobster now so that that's a <laughs> lot of fun um and and mainly surrounded by him you're gonna have some victims running away um and kind of using that for their interactions uh so if you go and you owe jimmy money don't go don't do it Stay away. You won't make it. Don't fuck with Jimmy. <laughs> Don't fuck with the Jimmy. Don't do it. Um, yeah, I I really like the way how they've taken because uh, I think I think Little Jimmy was just introduced last year, right? Like at least in a bigger yes, role. Yeah. And the way they've evolved the character and evolved a lot of the characters. Uh, you know, there were some other ones. Uh, uh, that were you know that came from last year particularly in the sleigh bells trail but also just in the in the common area itself uh that you can just tell they really got in touch with their characters they knew who they were how to get laughs how to get scares how to make even if you aren't talking with them even if you're on the other side of the of the common area you can see them running around you know like causing a you know like a fun scene uh just uh, to improve that atmosphere, hmm. uh, I, I think uh, this this was a they really did well with their characters, uh, walk around characters this year. Yeah, I, I think that's always kind of a standout for Sir Henry's in, in the more recent years, um, and I, I think they kind of keep upping it just a bit. So I look forward to seeing what they have uh, for whatever next season they decide to do. Uh, now, absolutely, we did not get to do uh, the laser tag or the escape room during this event. Um, however, we've done them in the past. Uh, we always think the escape rooms are, are a nice little experience uh, to see if you can one up your last time doing it. Um, you don't have a lot of time at all, uh, so don't think about it. Just do. You got it. I believe in you. Yeah, and they're they're always, you know, you know, there's always a challenging level to them, but they're never like I would. They're never too challenging where people who don't do escape rooms are like, I'm completely lost. Hmm. Um, which I, I really enjoy that difficulty level. Cause I don't do escape rooms. Uh, I, I, you know, in general. Um, so th- I think they have it at a difficulty, uh, where it's very fair, uh, and it's not too easy, not too hard. It's somewhere where everyone's going to have a good time and you obviously need to do the task and work or else you will run out of time. So that gives the fun element to it. So they're, they're fun. They're very yeah, fun. Definitely. Uh, and then merchandise, of course, they're going to have all their seasonal merch, whether that's shirts, they have ornaments. Um, they're also selling, uh, some baked goods that I believe is from a local uh, company. Um, so very Christmassy atmosphere going on there with the merch as well. And of course, Sir Henry's also has books, uh, centered around Sir Henry. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's fun. If you want to dig more into the lore of what Sir Henry's really is um we also did not get to try out the food there's also a limited menu at media night um the menu did look pretty large though from what we've seen in the past so you should have quite a few good options also uh cheapest food you're going to get at a haunt so take advantage if you're out there with that absolutely and then uh i think that pretty much wraps it up they have ample parking it's it's a great night out I, I, it's a win-win to go. I don't see why you shouldn't. Yeah, the the ticket prices are really fair. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like I, you know, for what they're offering, uh, absolutely. I, I, I absolutely recommend this, especially 
Um, you know, I'm, I'm actually everyone listening to this likes haunts. So, I mean, just do it. You're going to have a good time if you're in the area or you're, you're, you know, you, you, you're close enough where it's to be a nice, you know, nice time out. Like, why not? It's fun. Well, we, uh, we kind of wrapped that up quick, quicker than we expected. I'm talking about the whole episode. We did. But look at us. That's under an hour, I think. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's, it did go a little, a uh, little quicker, didn't we? How long are we yeah. at? Yeah. Oh, only like an yeah. hour. Not even. Look at that. Oof. Uh, well, hey, it's <laughs> off season. We don't have, uh, uh, too much going on quite yet, uh, relating to the namesake of the podcast. Uh, however, there are some things on the horizon to look forward to. Our annual Schmitties, the award show we do, is going to be coming up, of course. Uh, we still have to review a final uh, Hollywood breakdown. Um, mm-hmm. So that will be coming pretty soon, before the end of the year, we hope for sure. Uh, and then once we hit January, as as we do basically in every other year we've existed, uh, that's when we really get back on track, get back to fully weekly podcasting. This is just kind of our... It's not a full break, but more of an intermittent posting kind of period. Um, but that's only a few weeks left, and uh, we'll be back full-time, weekly, uh, and hopefully with a bunch of HHN rumors to talk about. Absolutely. I mean, we're already starting to get sort of kind of them now. Yeah, kind of, sort of. We, we, we talked about one today, kind of. Kind of. It's, 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 it, in, the, it's in the realm. Yeah, it's something. <laughs> it's something. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, check us out on social media at Twitter, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube at hhn365.com and at TikTok at hhn365pod. Check out our Discord. You can find the link in the description to join our server. We do have merch over at hhn365.com. And you can always leave us a voicemail that we play here on the show at 407-906-4134. And uh, I guess we'll see you in the streets.